Hey, Ripley, <laughs> come here and let me pet you. Uh, what kind of dog was Ripley? Honestly, I have Ripley? no idea. I'm very bad with dog breeds. I would guess poodle. Oh, like poodle. those are the best. Poodle-esque. Small poodle. No, it's tiny. I feel like every dog is some variation of poodle right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Repeater. My name is Evan. I'm Pat. And uh, with us today, joining us in the studio is Bailey Swilly. Hello, Bailey. How are you? Hey, guys. Hello. Um, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, we're excited to uh, do this episode. It's going to be wonderful. Um, we're going to get started by talking about something we've been listening to lately. Pat? Uh, I've been listening to a band called turnstile uh they have an album oh, yeah. called time and space and it's a really good it's i guess they're technically like a hardcore band but it's like a fun kind of rock and roll uh sound i don't know it just has <laughs> so much energy like a 50s radio dj <laughs> yeah I, I don't know how to describe it because i feel like when you hear hardcore you think of like yeah old school new york city hardcore and this is like has that energy but it's less screamy and it's I don't know. It just has a really good energy that I enjoy. Uh, and there's a song on there called Generator that you should check out. Ooh. Cool. Yeah, it's a good, that's a good album. I was listening to that recently as well. Um, and I'm not like huge on hardcore. So for all the people that feel a little on the fence about hardcore uh, and maybe you're more into what, uh, middlecore punk, uh, <laughs> Turnstile is a good, a good band to maybe uh, edge over from middlecore to hardcore. <laughs> is that fair to say? I yeah, sure. Okay. I think so. Great. Um, I've been listening to something that something I've been listening to lately is this artist I've never heard of until recently, a hiatus coyote and coyote is spelled K A I Y O T E. Um, and I think it's from like a 2015 album, this song called breathing underwater, which is very cool. It's kind of like this jazzy tune that uh, is built around an acoustic guitar sound, which was not exactly what I expected. Um, because it also like features a lot more modern production and a lot of sort of like R and B and neo soul vibes. And, uh, it's really good. It's one of those songs that I think is musically a lot more complicated than you realize when you're listening to it. You're just like, holy shit, this is, it's like very enjoyable, but then stepping back or after a few listens, you realize it's just like a very complex song as well. Yeah. It's cool as hell. That's awesome. Yeah. Bailey? Um, so I feel like since we're in the dead of winter, mm -hmm. I just want to listen to like music that reminds me that it's going to be warm and fun again. <laughs> uh, so I have been listening to a lot of Big Frida. Um, mm -hmm. I saw her at Brooklyn Bowl at the beginning of the month. Um, so that's a lot of like, she's a new orleans bounce artist um so like a lot of the music is kind of like repetitive but like very good like stuff to dance to i've also been watching um drag race and i just didn't realize like the um like the amount like the level of i didn't realize like how many songs rupaul actually had oh, yeah. um it's so, like one of the one of the recent like lip sync contests was like everybody had to do a uh, lip sync to a rupaul song and i was like oh my god these are great song so i have been listening to like peanut butter uh that's like the main one i've been listening okay. to because big frida's on that one okay. um 
But yeah, I feel like just music that makes me feel like alive in the dead of winter. Yeah, no, I totally get that. And you said that it's called bounce music? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's such a delightful genre name. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just like listening to, like, have you ever listened to, like, an interview with Big Frida or, like, a sound bite of her talking about it? Just, like, the way she even just talks about the genre is, like, really cool sounding. Um, she just got, like, this very powerful, distinct voice. Um, yeah, I just, she's amazing. Yeah, I got to dig more into Bounce. Every time I hear about it, I'm sort of like, oh, yes, uh, bookmark to myself to listen to more Bounce music, and uh, I invariably forget. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe this will, this will be the one the time that it sticks. Yeah. Um, but we are here to talk about a song that got you through the last year, and to kind of set the stage for that, uh, we're just going to chat briefly about a couple things that happened in the past year. Uh, Pat, what's one thing that happened in the past year? Uh, one thing that happened was Netflix brought back Queer Eye. Oh, hell for yeah. two seasons, which was great. Yeah. Uh, because I watched the first season in probably a day. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they were like, guess what? There's a second season coming out. And I'm like, yes, I don't have to wait that long. Yeah, it was like months, right? Like, yeah. like three or four months in I'm sure they already. I, I'm sure they had them like banged. Yeah. Yeah, they knew it was a, a hit. Yeah. I, I've yet to watch the second season, full disclosure. Not that I think there's any like spoilers or anything, but it's like... I'd like to. I want to get to it. But the first season was excellent. I really enjoyed it. So what are your thoughts on Antony? Because I think Antony is one <laughs> of the controversial players of that show. Um, has he, like, controversial as in do people like him or not? Or has he, he done yeah, something Yeah, he's extremely polarizing yeah, yeah. as far as, I like, agree. his skill set and, like, what he brings to the table. Um, because I think, like, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, he sucks. He can't do anything. He just makes avocado. Yeah. Um, but then other people are like, well he's not going to teach them how to do like a six course meal in one episode. Yeah. Um, I am. Um, I would preface it by saying I like them all. So I don't dislike Antony, but I'm probably in the camp. I'm not even in the camp of uh, he's useless or anything like that. I think he's totally fine on the show. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think anything he does on the show is dumb or lame or whatever. Um, I was, I got a note. I remember when the, like everyone was watching the show, maybe like what last January. And um, he was constantly being like, listed as everyone's favorite mm -hmm. and i would talk to people People, everyone was playing the game of like who's your favorite queer eye host um and i resented that like gent for whatever reason i think it's just because he's like hot i think he's the cutest hottest of all of them <laughs> like 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 to most people i mean that's all i can say like i think karamo is the most attractive of all of them but that's like my opinion you know yeah um and i like him the most uh so this is <laughs> maybe this is coming from my <laughs> my pro karamo campaign that i'm running but I do think I was like, he, I kept feeling like, I was like, he hasn't done anything that great in the show. You just like him because if you look at his Instagram, he's just like the cutest, hottest of the, the hosts. Yeah. I mean, people are thirsty for yeah. sure. <laughs> that's like, that's, so that was like my main, that's my main hangup is I think his, I think the degree to which the people who love him, love him is inflated a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any issue with him, but I think like, I think the backlash sort of comes from his hotness too. Yeah. Like I think if he wasn't, if people didn't think he was the hottest, I think people would be like, oh, he's a great guy who can right. do great things with avocados. But I think <laughs> like sometimes when someone's super good looking, you have to like find something like wrong with them. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, oh, and like you were saying, they can only do so much in an hour. And if they like, I don't know, if it was a mini series of like transforming one person over six episodes, 
then yeah, you'd get way more Anthony content where you'd be like, oh yeah, no, he's a good cook. Yeah, well, except but, Bobby who like fixes your whole house. That's and, like, the changes thing. everything. Yeah. So it's like, you know, and I get that there's a team that's product, you know, like it's not like one guy's doing that, but wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bobby totally has like seems a staff like a lot. <laughs> and like a crew <laughs> that helps him. But yeah, I mean, I'm like, well, when you're thinking about the workload of everyone on the team, like obviously he's doing like the heavy lifting, yeah. I would yeah. say. Yeah. Um, but you know, Ant- the skills that Anthony is trying to impart are definitely more day to day and useful probably For sure. than what Bobby's like. <laughs> it's like, he's not teaching you how to be an interior decorator, you know? No, he's giving you like a free extreme home makeover. Yeah. 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 yeah pretty much. <laughs> Do you have a favorite? Um, I really like Jonathan. I know that Jonathan is sort of like, if you look at the past year, I would say that is like the breakout star. Um, I just sort of like his spirit and um i really enjoy how uh on camera he's very or like in person i've never met him in person but like when he's like an on-camera interview he's like this positive free spirit um but then like on twitter he like goes crazy (laughs) (laughs) and is like extremely political and like calls people out um which i i like and i find very interesting and like refreshing about him i don't think that he's one note i just think he's um yeah, I just really like that he's a versatile person with like all kinds of opinions and interests. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other side of the coin for television in 2018 was uh, the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, which uh, I don't, did either of you like watch them as they were happening? I watched part of them and I turned it off because like mentally I couldn't handle mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It was too much. I have a, a double monitor situation at work and everyone in the office was doing work on one on one monitor and watching the hearings on the other uh, yeah. the other side. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean it was upsetting. Um but still somehow like entertaining in some ways. Yeah. Just like it's if it wasn't real life it would be much more entertaining. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean if you want to if if people sometimes watch uh, I don't you know movies with big villains because you want you feel good hating the villain like you feel uh, just justified in your hate it's like he was that villain mm. and and like comically so right like he just did every dumb fucking he like oh, he made himself so um, easy to hate yeah yeah and if it wasn't real and if it was a script. It was a very poorly written script because by the time he started yelling about how he liked beer, yeah, it just didn't. Oh my God, a real person said that on purpose to try to prove their point of how they're a good American, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it just hurt. Yeah. I don't know. I think it goes with that whole idea of like, well, if I mean, I think I, it falls back into that boys will be boys category or mm-hmm. like, I'm just like you, like who d- didn't have this experience? And that's the thing. It's like, that doesn't make it okay. Even if you yeah. think like every other guy is just like you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, and and on the other side of it, we got the hero, you know, and Christine Blasey Ford. Right. And I think the degree to which she was inspiring in during those hearings um it was a huge, it was just a huge part of it as well to not only look at this thing as like this massive negative, which I think it was, especially with the outcome and everything, but 
to be able to at least take something away of like that woman is, you know, absolutely someone to like now look up to and that a lot of people can kind of um, point their, I don't know, their compass towards mm-hmm. kind of. And yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. I mean, I think like when you look back on the year, um, the spotlight is just as much on her as it is him. And people are remembering that image of her standing up um, just as well as like him yelling about calendars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah just that highlights so much of like what was great about what she did and what was so fucking stupid about <laughs> what he did the calendar I have a calendar um great so that's we've set the stage for the past year what's the song that got you through the last year so my song is i like it by cardi b and bad bunny and j balvin excellent let's listen to a short clip of it right now Ooh, yeah. <laughs> this is fun immediately. <laughs> it's what we need. I like that line. He's so handsome, what's his name? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, she's curious, you know? Yeah. She just wants to know. <laughs> I also like beat it up like pinatas. Like, okay. All right, Cardi. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the, that's the song. It was everywhere. Um, and we hope everyone out there knows and loves this song. But uh, Pat, what was your first impression of this track? I genuinely love this song. I think it's so good. It's so fun. Um, I looked it up on the way here. Didn't realize this was Cardi B's like first album. I also did not realize it was her first album because she seems to have been around for a while. Yeah, she just... Because like, this album came out and I was like, oh, cool. Cardi B has something new out. I'll give it a listen. It made such a splash when it debuted that i just assumed that this was like number three or four uh but i like this song a lot because with the um original song uh i like it um i feel like a lot of times when there's like the dance remix of a song it kind of ruins that song it's like not really adding anything uh and the beat that's behind this that she added is so awesome and so like it doesn't feel like it's ruining the original song. It's just adding to it. Um, so I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I think I first heard this song probably when everyone else did. Um, but I think it was my girlfriend's alarm for a while too. So I was hearing it like frequently every morning or something. And um, I got to be honest, my first my first impression of it was like, oh, a rap artist is sampling this old song that's already good and we don't really need a new version of this. Like that was my absolute first takeaway. And it is just like the most like old man, white dude thing to like think <laughs> about any any like rap song or any hip hop song. It's like, why do we need this? The original is great. Um, kind of forgetting that a lot of people, you know, maybe don't even, or like that original is not floating around a lot of people's earbuds these days and so like why not bring it back you know it's uh and it works so well like mm-hmm. oh the song is so fun um so i definitely had to like cave pretty quickly to, to, <laughs> to loving this song um yeah i mean you had to hear it as your alarm every day yeah, so. yeah. but i did um i did have that kind of like brit you know like bristle mm-hmm. reaction at first um and i've thought of something too where i was like 
Oh, people only have that reaction when someone samples or inter, uh, interpolates, is that the right word? Uh, something really famous. Mm-hmm. But people do it all the time to less famous samples and yeah. no one gives a shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, it's only if the original song was huge that anyone even cares. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so why did why did you choose this song? Um, I would say kind of similar to uh, my answer before about just listening to like happy music to make you feel better. It's like really that's it. Um, mm-hmm. I you know I really when you guys asked me to choose a song, I was like, oh, I could be really cool and like <laughs> come up with something really really cool, or <laughs> I could just be completely honest. Um, yeah. And so I was like, this is the, this was the very first song that came to mind. So usually it's like, whatever comes to your mind first is like what you really want or what your, what your true instinct is saying to choose. So this song, I, um, I actually like go running like three to four times a week. And, um, a lot of times I just didn't want to be running, but then when that song would come on, I would just feel great and finish the run. And that really is like as simple as that is like that's really my answer yeah yeah just a hugely motivating kind of like song that to feel good to right you can't feel bad when you listen to that song yeah Um, (laughs) a lot of times like if i'm having a bad time at work i'll just put it on and i like immediately feel better yeah um i think cardi b kind of just represents this like kind of star that i'm not sure like i have seen before um I'm not like well versed in stars, but I would say like she's the kind of artist where like in interviews she is like she's just so honest. Yeah. Um she doesn't have any like regrets a lot of times. She'll be like, Oh, I think people expect me to regret, you know, these parts of my life, but uh like I had an awesome time and I'm always having yeah. an awesome time, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I feel like she's been blown up recently too, just with her social media presence not that she's ever been small about it but like people have been getting kind of i think taken off guard by how actually well informed she is Mm -hmm. and she kind of like uh uh slaps back at a lot of stuff that comes out against her but is totally right and super smart about it yeah and it's it is like really cool you're like oh shit so you're great at music you're a very charismatic and enjoyable person and like you also know your shit and you know can kind of deal with anybody at any time yeah I, uh, this is the first song I ever used, like, the Spotify behind the lyrics feature with, and I read through the whole thing, uh, and at the end, it tells you that the one thing that Cardi B likes that she did not put in this song was Franklin Delano Roosevelt, because she loves the presidency and is so fascinated by how it works, uh, and it was, I don't know, I also really happy about that. I also looked at that, the little genius thing, and, uh, I think the first thing she said was, uh, this dude had polio and got us through the depression. He he like he had a like a bad disease, and his for number one goal was to like help America out. And she goes, and also I just love presidents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, cool. Yeah, she's the best. Yeah, she's the best. It's, I, yeah, it's such a fun song, and I uh, I made a boomerang on Instagram and for an Instagram story. Okay, of just like dancing like an idiot in a reflection and put this song as the music for it. It makes me laugh so hard because it fits so well and it's so good. This seems like one of those songs that probably fits in almost every context of like if you had a video of somebody dancing a little bit like in the room and you, but if you just like have like a hundred videos of a hundred people, 
with different music probably where they are. If you just put it behind, I like it, it would probably all work in every single scenario. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, kind of like, what was that meme? Like Beyonce on beat or something? Yeah, And yeah, it was yeah. just like every song, they'd play like a Beyonce, like choreograph, like a choreograph Beyonce dance to it, and every time it like fit. Yeah. Nice. And yeah. that was like a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what you're saying about kind of, you can't help but enjoy yourself was mm-hmm. in this song. It feels uh, so true, like in the way that I was listening to it today and I was trying to listen to her lyrics when she's rapping and kind of being like, oh, what's, uh, you know, what's Cardi saying here? And then the next verse just switches to Spanish and I was like, oh, I am not going to figure this one out. So I just got to enjoy it. And it's so easy to do that. And to have like two full verses in Spanish uh, is super cool. And it does kind of just make you... Um, it kind of like turns off the part of your brain that's maybe like analyzing it and mm-hmm. just lets you have a good, great time. Just like lets you enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, that's so funny that you say that because I today was like, I think it's probably going to come up that a lot of it is in Spanish and I don't know what they're saying. Uh, <laughs> so I like Googled like the translations. Um, and I mean, the song in general is really just sort of like, I'm awesome. I'm <laughs> making a shit ton of money. You saw me on those magazine covers and uh, like I'm the best. Yeah. <laughs> and so I feel like the song is like such a perfect mix of like feeling good, but also just this, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I listen to it when I'm in two different moods. So like, like obviously like getting motivated, but then also like sometimes you just need to listen to a song that makes you feel like I don't care (laughs) or like I don't care about anything anymore or sometimes when you're just feeling like a lot of the minutia of every day is like really getting to you hearing a song like that somehow just makes you feel like I don't care yeah (laughs) I mean that has to be the appeal behind that what was it Charlie X uh XCX song I don't care Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) like it's empowering to just like scream that Mm -hmm. in a room of people (laughs) yeah there's just something about listening, like, and I don't know, I don't have, like, I don't know the answer, but I do feel like there is something to just listening to people talk about, like, how rich and great they are, even though, like, <laughs> I am i don't have any money, but I enjoy, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got, I'm going to the Diamond District. Like, no, I'm not, but, like, there's something <laughs> about, like, listening to that that, like, just makes you feel very happy for them and, and somehow, like, totally great with where you are in life, too. <laughs> Well, this song doesn't seem to do, I think, maybe what others tend to sometimes, which is like kind of use it as a jumping off point to maybe put other people down or to like say I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Pretty cool for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's done, uh, the word I keep coming back to is fun because it's like it's just done in such a fun way that it doesn't as much, it sounds like it sounds like the good kind of bragging, mm-hmm. you know, just like, hey, we got to celebrate the little things that we get because we don't know that. We know who who knows it's gonna last, right? So yeah, like let's take it exactly. The and little I, things or the big things, like Lamborghinis. Yeah, but isn't that line? Isn't that line eating halal in my Lambo or or something like that? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, yeah, it's, it's, that's high low. That's classic. <laughs> that's exactly what I want in life. It's like yeah, have some uh, you know cheap ass food in yeah. a really expensive car. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, it's it's about uh, wanting and getting the best of the best, you know? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes me think, too, of, like, um, there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of books right now that are doing well, and I wish I could name some, but it's about just, like, hey, get the, 
you, the person who's working your corporate job or whatever, like get the money you're worth, you mm-hmm. know? And I think especially, um, like I've only, I've only really seen them being written by women right now. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, Hey, women out there, like the dudes are the ones that have making more money than you and negotiating and doing all like the bullshit that you've been told not to do. So go get your money. Mm-hmm. And this feels like just kind of in that same line, um, of like, go get what's yours, mm-hmm. you know? Don't let anybody kind of yeah. tell you to stop. <laughs> I got yeah. very excited about the uh, halal line because it just made me want really good halal. And like, it's achievable goals too. That's an achievable goal. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like, I like, I like these expensive shoes. I like these expensive cars, but I still also really like halal for $4 on the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, who knows? Maybe she's eating it at like some very fancy, like five-star restaurant. I would love to go to a five-star <laughs> restaurant and demand that they go get me street halal. <laughs> Everyone else can order whatever the hell they want. But dude, I'm just like, yeah, can you go get halal, guys? Thank you. I don't There's want to stand so in the good. line. There's a place in Queens called the King of Falafel oh, that yeah. does incredible halal food. But uh, the front of their store is just the, it's the facade of their food truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just says, hashtag yeah, baby. And I feel like this. With like a lot of E's and a lot of A's. And oh, a lot of yeah. H's. It's like, yeah. Baby, <laughs> and I feel like this song should just be playing in there all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right up their alley. Totally. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. What What else? So aside from music, right? Like, what else? What else do you do to kind of get yourself out of that doom and gloom uh, world? You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Not that that's like always when you're listening to this song, but this seems yeah. to this seems to have that effect. And I wonder what else you do. Yeah. Um. Well, so I have a dog uh, that is like another staple in my life where it's like I can't be unhappy when I'm around this dog. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's the dog's name? Muppet. What kind of dog? Uh, Muppet's a Shih Tzu. Okay. Um, Shout out to Muppet. What's up, Muppet? Hey, Thanks Muppet. for listening. Hi, Muppet. Um, Muppet is just like the happiest, best, nicest dog. And it's very... it's. I see Muppet first thing in the morning every day. I Muppet's the first uh, Muppet greets me as soon as I get home. So you know, having Muppet around has really been like a big mood booster for me in the past year. And we got him in the like towards the end of 2017. So like Muppet was like you know a big mood booster in 2018. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say I also like I would say in 2018 like. I kind of leaned into the things that I liked, uh, that I felt other people uh, judged me for liking and kind of like realized that a lot of people like the same things I like. Meaning uh, I watch like a lot of garbage television um, and that's kind of, I've like always watched reality TV. Like probably my, my entire like adult life, I've been really into reality TV, but extremely like ashamed of it being like, oh, it's garbage TV. And then realizing like, oh, there is a whole community and like there's all these other comedians who like the same crap I like and there's like more to it and we can all discuss it and then make art from it. So I would say like kind of leaning into those kind of interests without fear has been something that has kept me sort of like out of that doom and gloom feeling. Um, And also sort of just taking a step back and thinking big picture lately has been very helpful. Um, Sometimes it's easy to like get in the 
muck of things and think like, oh, I'm never getting out of this. And then sometimes it's important just to say like, is this, what if I'm at, what if I'm still doing this thing in, in a year? Is that going, am I going to regret still doing this thing in a year or, or is it going to be something that moves me forward? So that's been like the other thing. It's just like saying yes to the right things and then saying no to anything that like, what is this like very Oprah sounding, but like, what's the saying like let go of of that that doesn't serve you Mm -hmm, so it's sort of like that like do i like this does it make me happy then why am i doing it you know yeah so out of like the reality tv what kind of art are you making from that well i'm glad you asked um i in April of last year, I started this uh, musical review at the Duplex um, in the West Village, and it is a Real Housewives cabaret show, <laughs> which has just been like this passion project that I have kept up with. So it's every other month, and I've met like really cool people through doing this. Like I just put a Google sheet out and was like, "Hey, do you like Housewives? You can play one and like sing Son- Sondheim at the same time. Uh, let's do it." <laughs> and people like latched onto it and have been doing it. And so the same people have been doing it with me every show. And then I also like get to meet new people who are interested in it. And honestly, like I remember a friend of mine had said to me, "Like you sure know a lot about this garbage, so <laughs> you should." do something with it. Um, and also it sort of reminded me like before, I feel like sometimes people, um, I feel like in comedy, especially like in sketch comedy, mm-hmm. I feel like writers can kind of feel like they've put themselves in a box or at least I have felt that way. Um, Cause sometimes I think when you're writing for other people, you're like, oh, well I'm writing this for them because they are great performers. And then you kind of forget, like I personally like kind of forgot that I got into comedy as a performer. So like doing this project kind of threw me back into performing again, which was really like helpful and good. Like it reminded me like, oh, you can do this. You can write for other people and you can write for yourself, but you can also like still perform. You're not a bad performer just because you happen to write, which was something that like was a headspace that I had had pushed myself into. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's great to have that, um, that reminder. Is Housewives the end all be all best reality show? Uh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> what, like, a, there's a lot of them, right? Uh, what, there's so many franchises. Which is your favorite? Uh, I really like New York. I kind of started with New York, so that's that's kind of the OG in my life. Um, but I dabble in all franchises. Um, yeah. Yeah. What are the, what are the, like the, if you had to convince somebody to get into Housewives, like, what are the talking points? Well, so here's the thing. I hear all the time, like I feel like a very popular uh, uh, point of discussion is that women age themselves out of entertainment, uh, particularly like actresses. So once an actress hits a certain age, then they're not getting cast anymore and you're not seeing them. Now, are the housewives actresses? Not all of them. Um, (laughs) But are they women of a certain age? Yes, they are. And I feel like the one thing that housewives brings to the table is the idea that women are still dynamic and interesting and funny uh, all the way up until, you know, even when they're 30 and, and beyond, <laughs> they are still... Even when they're 30. <laughs> Listen up, Hollywood. Age 30 and up, uh, they're still hilarious. Um, the housewives. So that's like a big thing for me personally. Yeah. It's just the fact that like a lot of these women are like 
15 to 20 years older than me and I'm like, oh, I still can like have fun with my friends and like be funny and like get drunk and be an idiot. In 20 years from now, I won't <laughs> just be like a grandma. So that was like one thing that appealed to me like at a younger age when I first saw that. And then, but the flip side of that is I do think like some other people I know who watch The Housewives say that they watch The Housewives because they feel, they make them feel better about them. So they're like, <laughs> these people are so rich, but they're miserable and like their lives are a mess, you know? So that's like one, then people like watching rich people. I mean, that's just yeah. like, that's, that's what it is. Um, but I also was thinking like my mom always watched soap operas and still does like she's been watching general hospital since she was like 15 mm -hmm. wow um and then i was like oh this is my general hospital <laughs> and that's what it is it's just like it's a soap opera like the appeal of soaps is still there it's just in different forms yeah totally that's so interesting i don't think i've ever had a show that like maybe it's stuck with me that long you know mm -hmm. um it seems nice yeah, I mean, it's 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 strange. I don't know that I could stick with a show for that long, but, you know, if they never cancel it, then... Yeah. <laughs> you can keep watching it, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like the exact opposite of how, uh, right, like how British television is, where it's like super short seasons. They just like end the show after one or two seasons. They're like, yeah, that's good. We did, we did six of them. All done. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes you don't get like a finale or anything. It's just like, oh, that show's... Not coming back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess like Doctor Who's the exception to that, right? Yeah, was, that show's been on like forever. It, yeah, it was on in the sixties to the eighties, I want to say. Okay, and then restarted in two thousand and five. Okay, yeah. So maybe what Housewives will do is, at the end of their run, they'll just regenerate into a new cast, and they'll all be the same people technically, oh and then move on. <laughs> And those women will be actors. I don't even want if to they're playing the same characters for sure. I don't even want to think about an ending, you guys. Like, is, <laughs> no, I'm trying to continue it. Is time travel too much for housewives? I, I don't think. so. I don't think so. No. I am sort of now imagining a world of like fictionalized reboots of reality TV shows that aren't parody. Like they're not making fun of it. They're just trying to do reality shows from our <laughs> era in a different era, but with a cast of actors and. Oh my god! I bet that's that'll so happen. Funny. Yeah, I think that'll happen. I think so too. Let's put those out there into the universe as a hope for our children or children's children to be able to view something so beautiful as that. Yeah. yeah. Is is the, uh, the Vanderpump Rules? Is that a reality show mm -hmm. or is that a satire show? That is a reality show. So Vanderpump Rules is like a offshoot of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So one of the Real Housewives is like a restaurateur and in one of her restaurants she has like all these young people working for her and like being a mess and so somebody said hey you have like these young hot terrible people working for you let's do like a whole <laughs> reality show of that and it's like wildly popular people love Vanderpump more than they love the housewives yeah huh. past uh guest that we've had on the show and uh comedy genius Lauren Ashley Smith says it's the best one it's the best, or like the current best reality show. Yeah. I don't know if it's her all time, but uh, when we had her on, she, she was really like going hard for it. Yeah. People really love it. Um, the thing about them is like, they're just a little too young for me. Mm -hmm. I really do like watching like people older than me <laughs> being crazy. <laughs> yeah. Because with these, these are kids and like, you're just like, come on guys, 
You should like some of them because I think at this point the show's been on since 2013, maybe. Okay. And it's still kind of like the same. I think it's like a lot of the same employees mm-hmm. still. Whoa. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, I guess if your job has a reality show tied to it, maybe that's you don't want to go one anywhere. reason to stick around. Right. You yeah. don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, well, can we kind of wrap up the t- the 2018 discussion with um, a couple things? Which the first would be what was like a what was a tougher thing for you in 2018? A bit of a setback, maybe. Yeah, I feel like in 2018, and even like I would say now, still I'm having like some growing pains. I think there are like certain elements of my life where I kind of like am ready to graduate, but I don't know how or or what what that means and kind of uh you know looking looking to the next step uh so that's been something that I feel like in the second half of 2018 was like yeah something that I focused a lot on and haven't had a lot of success with yet um yeah also I'll say like I went on a few trips and I do feel like some of the trips I went on it was like hard to be totally present um Hmm. so that's something I'm like working so I went to Iceland this past year. So that's like, yeah, I'll be very specific. So we went to Iceland in October and I think it was a good trip overall, but I just wasn't prepared for like, I wish I had planned that trip better. Uh, I wasn't prepared for just like how kind of depressing that place is. Yeah. Yeah. I went in 2016 in November and it was dark most of the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, and either rain or fog, and then five minutes of sunlight. Uh, yeah, so it, I totally understand. Um, but also, I was there during the election, which was weird. Oh, no. That was like, it was really bizarre to be there to find out that Donald Trump was our new president and then not be in the country and then see another country care about it as much as they did. Like, it was on every TV. Oh, really? And it felt very... Uh, like the juxtaposition of that was bizarre. Are you glad that you were there for it or do you wish you were here for it? I don't know. It it's a weird feeling. Yeah. It's just a weird feeling. I think that's I don't know that I would have been any happier here. So. You, you would not have been <laughs> any happier here. I mean, I remember like I in some ways I was like so work is canceled today, right? Like the next day. <laughs> Um, and it was just, yeah, it was so bizarre to like ride the subway to work that morning. Yeah. I had the same, uh, depressed feeling as everybody just like two weeks delayed when I got back. Mm -hmm. Uh, but Iceland was great. It's (laughs) a beautiful place. Like I say that it's, it's like the Lana Del Rey of countries. Like it's (laughs) beautiful and like, um, evokes a lot of feelings, but still kind of depressing and dark yeah for sure did uh, you get out of Reykjavik at all or yeah so I think I would have I if I were to do it all over again I would have done what some people I know have done where it's like you book Airbnbs and like hostels like all over the country and just drive from place to place to place we left Reykjavik almost every day to go drive to like some natural wonder and then mm-hmm. we would come back mm-hmm. And then spend the night. Um, but also, like, my boyfriend got the flu when we were there. So I think, like, that's part of the reason why it wasn't, like, as great as it could have been. But, um, yeah, it was just, like, so cold. And he got the flu. Oh, and they don't have flu medicine there. Whoa. Yeah. Weird. 
Yeah, I tried to get cold medicine. Why? What? It's a because the alcohol. Kind of, it's like an opiate or a meth thing where it's a controlled substance. Yeah, basically, you like yeah. need to go to a doctor and get a oh, prescription. prescription. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. they have it. You just can't get it over the right. Counter. You can't buy it at like gotcha. the drugstore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we weren't gonna like go find a doctor. Just for... <laughs> it's one of those weird problems. I remember yeah. a bartender uh, when I was there would. Uh, she said it was like common practice, but I was I was very confused because every time I bought a drink, they'd run my card and give my card back on mm-hmm. every drink. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you don't keep tabs? And she was like, no, no, no. Too many people run like or like just ditch on their bill and they give you like a fake card or somebody else's card. And she said that like that particular issue uh, was a huge problem. So they don't keep tabs. Mm. And I was like, oh, what a weird problem I would never expect to exist, you know? Yeah. Or like a weird thing about culture here is that there's no bar tabs. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just like, oh, okay. That's a tiny little thing to note. <laughs> yeah. I think it's smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what was a big leap forward in 2018? Um, a big leap forward this year. I would say um, kind of like going back to what I mentioned before, just like saying yes to the things I want to say yes to and say no to things that don't do anything for me. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like an example of something I said no to, but it's more of like a mental being. Like I feel yeah. like I feel like uh there've been without giving too much away, I do feel like uh professionally like in my in my work, um there've been like moments where things feel very like tumultuous and um yeah, kind of just saying no to letting like that really get me down or like really bother me is has been like a good thing about 2018 um yeah i do kind of feel like more self-assured and more like mm, does that really matter um which i think is like just something that comes with age and talking to people who are older than than me like just yeah. asking them you know what do you think about this and most people are like in the long run that doesn't really matter it's just going to be like a small spot in like your life if you live a long time then it really like doesn't matter in the long run. So yeah, I'd say like 2018 I feel like has thrown so much so much like bullshit at people and like especially if you look at the news and politics and it's just sort of like has forced everyone to kind of think about what's important and what's not. Um yeah, and just finding the joy in the small things like like the investigation on on Trump, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It feels like every time something comes out, it really does brighten people's day yeah. um, which is good yeah, yeah like finding the small things to be happy about right <laughs> yeah and i mean that's huge like you know you could maybe point to some career thing or a specific event as being a huge jump forward but changing the way you like think and perceive the world and how you feel is no small feat and that's like something people never do or you know can take their whole lives to do so that rules uh, yeah Thanks for talking with us today. Yeah, thanks really for having it. me. Uh, how can people like find out what you're up to? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Bailey Swilly and on Instagram at Hey Bailey. So it's H E Y B A I L A Y. Nice, nice. That's awesome. Um, you can uh, follow our show at Repeater Show on uh, Twitter and Instagram. You can also check out Repeater Show for everything it's a website so we put it all on there um pat what how can people keep up to date with what's going on in your world 
Uh, I have a Twitter. It's at Pat Cartelli. I'm on Instagram at Pat Cartelli. If you want to see that wonderful, uh, it's not a vine, it's a boomerang story of me with this song. I think I saved it to my live music section of my story. So go Smart. find that because it cracks me up. Uh, <laughs> I hope I didn't sell this too hard. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm going to Well, watch. people are going to have to look at it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at E Blarden. It's like E in my last name, but with an L in there for no good reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Blarden. Um, but that's about it. We are going to... Uh, read a couple five-star reviews right now because everyone out there, we want you to know that if you rate and review our show, if you rate it five stars and you leave a little review, we'll read it on the air. I don't know if it's on the air anymore, podcast. It's on the tape, yeah, but yeah. Uh, Pat, you want to read the first one there? Sure. Uh, this one is from Bodette of Rockport 517. Uh, the subject is, great show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, and the comment is, the hosts are a delight. Don't fear that it's a live show. The audio quality is very high. If you like music and comedy, this show is for you. Wow. If you like music and comedy, people, this is the show. <laughs> um, I'll read the next one. This is from Satiated Listener. Hello. Uh, the title is What the World Needs. And then the review is This is What the World Needs. <laughs> so that's it. That's pretty simple. There's beauty in that repetition. Yeah. Uh, truly gorgeous. Oh, they repeated their comment. Yeah, they did. That's wow. exactly what they did. For repeater. For oh, I get it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes oh. our show. Yeah, they're miles ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Bailey, thanks again for speaking with us. Sure. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Everyone out there, thanks for listening. And until next time, hit repeat. <laughs> Repeater is hosted by Evan Ford Barden and Patrick Cartelli. This episode was recorded at Magnet Training Center in New York City, where they offer classes in improv, musical improv, sketch writing, storytelling, and more. Find out more at magnettheater.com. Visit us online at repeater.show for live dates, hot music tips, and show archives. Theme music by the Sun Lions. Everything else by Love Nest Productions. Welcome to Repeater. I don't think that's helpful. So I will keep talking about whatever.